1: well, hello there, and welcome to Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. We're so happy that you're here today.
0: Ah, oh, that's good, Joe. You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. They left us behind. Something must have gone wrong. just needed a minute. Yo, you know, got a whole lot of 1982
2: instead. <laughs> Probably happens all the
0: time. Is a top-secret military facility. Colson seemed fine with it.
2: I think Sybil's building new hunters. Let's bring the paint to them for once. But somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay.
1: You mean the robots?
2: Yeah, yeah, the robots. That's what, that's what I meant. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: GBN presents Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. Today's binge. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
2: Welcome once again to another edition of Martin and Kathy's Coffee Ben. I'm Martin. And I'm Kathy. Okay, so as we start every show, and though we've actually kind of already been doing this already, I was, uh, usually give my lovely wife a chance to talk about whatever she wants to talk about, and uh, apparently we've already started. Uh, so the floor is yours, my dear. Well, thank you, darling. Honeypot, uh, sweetie, pookum. go ahead. I'm done all right um and there's another go well, ahead. you know I,
1: I i think what i'd like to talk about today is you know i don't want to talk about anything
2: let's just get on with it you don't want to talk about anything you don't have nothing no. i just wasted that introduction and you've got nothing to say
1: well you know i got lots to say but today but i'm, I'm not really sure how i'm i'm baffled by the, the job that I do for a living, the, where I get paid, not this job, that's for sure. Um, Ouch. Okay, go ahead. But the, but, but the job that I do to, that um, that I get paid for, for a living, is frustrating at
2: best. <laughs> well, I already said, I, I, I would kill doing your job. And, and I'm not a violent person.
1: I'm not really... Um, I'm more confused every year that I'm in this business because every year people so they, do we they know what business you're in? I think we've talked about it before but just no, a no, but basically argument. what I do is I find people jobs. Okay. That's okay. pretty much it. Um, I find people jobs that temporary jobs that become permanent jobs. And like I was saying, you know, every year it's just the the dynamic of the candidates that are available changes um and it has become a i'm not sure what or why this happens but i think people are actually getting um I don't think they're getting a, the same kind of education in high school <clears throat> and they can't read, you know, cursive writing. That's, is that
2: even a thing anymore in school? Let's say if they apparently teach apparently
1: they don't even teach it. They need to because old people like me use it. And then I hand somebody a piece of paper with instructions on it and they go, I don't know what this says. I'm like, well, it's not written in French or anything. What do you want? What?
2: would do I, you, to you think? That still be necessary just for your signature?
1: I just don't understand it. They print their name too, so I don't know. I don't get that. I don't understand it. I guess because pretty soon you can just pretend like you're signing your name and go click, click, drag it down on your Adobe uh, file over there, and just click it in and. Do you want script or
2: Comic Sans? So, how do you tell who, who anybody is if you don't have a signature to go by? I don't know. I just think it's all kind of hokey. But, what's <laughs> well, this thing? Just get you a yawn and doing it. I don't
1: know what's going on. Right. <laughs> st- oh, you know what? Still not getting any sleep. That's
2: okay. Well, yeah. That's but,
1: another thing we could just get... chat about for about 30 seconds. Of course, you know, there's... not getting any sleep. <laughs> Fell on my butt. Hurt my back. Had to do some things that I don't normally have to do. Hurt my back a little more. St- on steroids now. Felt great for the first day when you take six of them. That's awesome. And, like, you almost feel like you're young again for, like, I don't know, Dang, 18 I hours. I loved it. I, but I could tell by it. was really
2: short-lived, wasn't it? <laughs> really it's, it's,
1: it's, it's a twelve it's a 12 or 18-hour thing and then it's so telling. the
2: the remaining doses don't do anything for you well
1: i just took my morning dose and i have to t- that was on an empty empty stomach so then you have to have breakfast then you have lunch and you take your next dose after lunch then you take your next dose after dinner and then you take a dose at bedtime so for all you out there there taking the graduated steroid pack that's how it works and you already know that cuz you take the first six as soon as you get the pack and then you take the rest of them right Which and it's nice because you take all them six and you're going like oh thank god i feel better for the moment and i did and it was great because by by um let's see today's uh, by by i whatever day this weekend that was really terrible i i I could not
2: because you chose to take it sunday
1: yeah, a Saturday I couldn't walk up the steps. No, I think it was Sunday. I think it actually happened on the Saturday. But well, hey, anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Couldn't walk up the steps. It was horrible. And now I feel a little bit better, but I don't know how long it's going to last. Maybe another hour, and then I'll need to take more. But at least I'm not in agonizing pain at the Just moment. Just
2: excruciating. This is this is. It's,
1: this is different i don't know if i would have been able to um do this podcast truthfully that's how bad it hurt.
2: so could i have gotten you to stand up huh could i have gotten you to do it standing up
1: no you could have gotten me to do it laying lay, in bed laying in bed on my side that might be different with... hey no we're <laughs> not doing that not happening Okay. besides we already have this lovely background we could really put this anywhere we want since it's a fictional background no one knows you know
2: they've already you've already we've already proven that you ratted us out <laughs> and it wasn't the case like you know this is this is this is where i'm at so i'm sorry okay um uh, anything else i'm sure i do but i'm not gonna bore these people with it let's get on with it okay so we are at episode seven of agents of issue the Totally excellent adventures of Mac and the D, and I have to be honest, this this was a kind of a weird episode, especially you know when compared to other Agents of Shield episodes. Now it fits right in with the season we're doing because and, we're doing yeah, the the, we're doing the time frame. travel for right. sort a of thing. Because basically it was almost kind of almost like a standalone episode, with just a homage to the eighties. Yeah, I mean because there was there was a little bit of you know, correspondence with what else was going on, but. Well, they None. had they had
1: well, they had to kind of give an uh, give a explanation as to what was going on with uh,
2: Sybil, right? And also so. what was going on with Mac, which yeah, actually, let me, and Colson, too. Yes, speaking of which, let me go ahead and do a little bit of house cleaning from All last right. last time. All right, go ahead. Last time when we talked about Mac, we were going under the assumption, and this was part this most mostly my fault, that Mac's parents had died previously. While well, they, as I checked back into it. They had not when his brother when he went to go visit his brother in season four, an episode called "The Watch Dogs, uh, his brother was mad at Mac for not helping him move his parents into a condo. so his parents were not dead, they're still alive. Now he was still living at their parents' house and he was behind on the mortgage, but it wasn't because his parents had died, his parents were fine which explains why Mac took this so hard when his parents got killed. I was trying to figure out why, you know, your parents, I had thought your parents had already died once. Why is this so much harder for you? Because it never happened. So of course it's harder, Ronnie. Uh, So anyway, so I was wrong about that. So I made that, we've made that correction. Uh, And of course now Mac is struggling with, you know, the death of his parents and it's made him a little angry. So he kind of, um, Basically, he kind of jumps at Deke, which uh, part of the thing he jumps at is, of course, he says, this is why we shouldn't mess ever mess with time. It's just a bad idea. Right. But he also said, this is, and again, because he's not really thinking clearly, he kind of blamed Deke because he killed Malik. Like, that had anything to do with his parents getting killed, which it had absolutely nothing to do with his parents getting killed. No, because
1: all that was in motion prior to. Right. Actually, had they killed Malik?
2: When he wanted to. Right.
1: when, When he should have. Then it wouldn't have been... That might have changed things. Yeah.
2: Uh, But as it was, you know... Now, that's another thing. Let's back up the truck just a second. They start this out with it's like Deke is getting uh, debriefed by May. Right. And they started that out as an opening and then they basically just threw it aside because they never went back to it after, you know, right... Well, they did. Well, well, no, they didn't. Well, in the middle. Yeah, they did. They they did it at the section where he's talking about doing the musical group. Right, 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 right. And... From that point on, it's just discarded. So I'm not even sure exactly what it was there for. Uh, You know, like I said, and we had discussed, or you had mentioned at the time we were watching it. Well, I thought. Right. And and I really thought that that was what was going to happen. Right. Was that they were telling Deke's, from Deke's point of view in the beginning and Mac's point of view at the end, which was, you know, I know it's been done, but at least it would have been, I think it might've been more interesting to see what.
1: Well, only because Deke was making himself out to be the Rico Suave hero, quasi- (laughs) Uh, man about town, what the hell? Well,
2: basically, uh, Deke was being Deke, <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and and also giving the Mac was all depressed, and I tried to help him out. Well, that, and, and,
2: and that being said, like I said, I have to give Deke credit because you know, where Mac basically kind of shut himself off, Deke did everything he could to try to draw him back out, and that's it's...
1: Deke's side of the story, though
2: well in this case it's the only side of the story because we don't we have the no other person. side right. that are... so Maybe we'll assume, hear that the next time. Well, let's assume i doubt that we'll go back to it so i'm assuming let's just go that this was the story there was and and to me this is not very un, unusual for deke that he you know brought in groceries tried to get him to right re-engage, Participate. and right. basically all mac wanted to do was build models and drink beer uh which And he really
1: didn't even want to build the models, That bad, Right. Well I know <laughs> I thought it was funny enough. when
2: the wheel got stuck to his head said so that was me building models. <laughs> the wheel gets stuck to your head and you get finger glue fingerprints <laughs> on the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and that was basically my problem. I never had the patience for model building. I mean I wanted to do it all at once and see
1: my now my father, which is really surprising to me that you don't have that kind of patience. Nope. And and no, again, I remember look, having look, held a model just, in forever. I know, so. but we're just gonna go back to we're just gonna kind of digress just a tiny bit here. okay go ahead. my my father loved to do all that intricate work he was building you know big uh rc planes and he had all the little you know all the little pins and the ball so, what a kind of he had the it was. Uh, oh, yeah,
2: yeah he, had also, the... he also had the little magnifying glass with yes. the pictures, the whole thing. He, he, <laughs> he was
1: not kidding when
2: he was doing stuff. I mean, well, actually, if you want to do it right, that's the way you need to be right. about it. Uh, I was not that person. Yeah. I was the, uh, my bro- Hurry up! Yeah, my brother was much better at that kind of thing.
1: Now, see, I didn't mind. I didn't, I, I, and I think I built a couple of model cars when I was a little girl because I thought my brothers were so cool when they were building them. But I don't think there were anything if i remember i just want to say that the stuff that i got to do was not i think i, I think they would let me paint things on there i would because I would be in there, because you know, you're sniffing that
2: glue off. Right. Well, see, even even the painting thing is again. I didn't have patience for that. So
1: I didn't mind doing that. I liked the kind of doing that. But anyway, as I okay. digress, <laughs> digress, let's get back. Okay. To so the show. anyway,
2: so like I said, Mac was basically spending all his time building model cars and drinking beer. He basically he was he became like Thor, except <laughs> that instead of getting fat like Thor did, his beard got fat, <laughs> uh, uh, and though the top of his head stayed. Nice whistle. He must have been publicly nice challenged or, so, or something, but the beard was the only uh, thing that got big on him. And of course, while he's doing that, like I said, Deke is being Deke, and he starts up a musical group stealing songs from the <laughs> from the future to claim that he are his own. Right. Uh, and of course, no one knows. As far as I know, he's just putting out all these great songs, like Walk Like an Egyptian. And, things mm-hmm. so. uh, and he's surrounding himself by his band, which uh, he's also trying to train into S.H.I.E.L.D. agents.
0: Correct.
2: And so, he's, you know, they introduce them, once like they do the A-Team, we, uh, where you got uh, Roxy and Olga and the Chang uh, brothers. The Chang brothers, what I thought was interesting, is they said that they were actually just fans of the show that um, during their last actual Comic-Con visit as a show, they were the ones who asked the last question to the thing. Right. So I'm not sure how that ringled you into a episode, but, if I know that, I would have been asking more questions on things like that. Mm. Uh, but anyway, cause it, it was kind of fun. Uh, and of course, they moved their, their got their base there at the lighthouse. Right. But Except they got a hot tub in there and fluorescent lights and crazy stuff like that. Uh, so again, to try to draw Mac out, he slips a little flyer under Mac's door that tells him to come to Swayze's. Of course, right. Patrick Swayze, right. and, again, another 19... Uh, nineteen eighties nod. I'm not sure if they were what, what exactly which they were doing uh roadhouse road- or, yeah. or or what because it was a bar. Uh but uh for whatever reason they chose to call it Swayze's. Uh and he tells Mac that it's important that he come So he does and of course uh the Deke Squad, as his band is called, is performing. Uh and they're doing uh, Don't You Forget About Me, and of course he says he wrote the song, uh, and it looked like he had a lot of fun performing, are you going to take a nap here, or what's going on here? What? You had your eyes closed there.
1: <laughs> well, I, I was just thinking, Oh, I was kind of visualizing.
2: Oh, look like you're sleeping. <laughs> and so uh, so anyway, so he goes to the, to the bar, and uh, the band performs, and he's sitting there, uh, <laughs> Mac is... Uh, Not uh, shaking his head because he knows the song. Uh, So then afterwards, he says, uh, hey, so what'd you think? He said, looks like you're doing exactly what you always do, which is take somebody else's work and claim credit for it. He says, no, said the band. You know, he said, I didn't come here just to listen to a cover band. He said, no, the band is a cover. It's covering us because this is my shield team. And then he introduces his team uh and so then he takes mac back to the lighthouse and of course it's got the hot tub and everything and and he said that uh he didn't understand why mac was of course saying hey this is supposed to be a secret top secret base not some party house for you guys he says "Well, colson didn't mind right he said well Col- so, you mean, colson's still alive so of course uh basically they had saved colson's memories almost like in a hard drive and installed it through a VCR and a UHF television, it made him quite like Max Headroom, where he was just a talking head. But uh, you know, he was still apparently sentient and everything, because he recognized right. everyone. And of course, he uh, told Mac he was, you know, it was good to see him. Uh, but uh, he also told him uh, later on that Mac shouldn't have tried to isolate himself. He said you are know, through the bad times, you need your friends and you had friends here that would be willing to help you. Right. But he said he also suspected that Sybil was also survived.
0: Right.
2: Uh, and come to find out that Sybil had put herself into the, the power grid, uh, but she needed someone to help her basically build a body. So right. she recruited this lonely geek guy. A
1: fair man. <laughs>
2: right. To uh, basically give her a, a body. It was sort of like weird science except that uh, he didn't make her actual human body, he just made her a, a Johnny Five ser- short circuit right. one. Uh, and of course, all he was talking about when he made her voice is, you sound like a real woman, I can't wait to put you together, <laughs> make you real. Uh, and like, uh, and, like, and she yeah. had him so, you know, and I guess again, it's because he was so lonely that he ended up bringing her flowers after he put her together and said that it matched eye. <laughs> which I, I think they might have taken that from Knight Rider because I oh, either would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and of course, she told him that they, they will make a great pair. And we come to find out that's kind of the kiss of, of death. <laughs> from her that. anyway. Right. So, uh, so she, he makes uh, him, makes, excuse me, makes her. In the meantime, she's making others.
0: Right. And uh, others. of course,
2: and, he, and she sends him off to get some parts from the army surplus store. And when he returns, she's sitting there building another robot. Right. And apparently, for some reason, he's all offended. Like, what are you doing? Uh, I don't know if he thought that meant she was leaving him, or he's being replaced by these other robots, or uh, maybe a little both. Whatever his problem was, he didn't like it. And of course, she said that uh, he said, "No, I can't let you. I'm not gonna let you leave me." And she goes, "Well, you know, you know too much." So one of the robots comes up and puts a drill through his chest bunch of blood splatter and everything right uh again kind of the 80s uh slasher kind of film homage ridiculously large large amounts of blood Uh, (laughs) Ah. so anyway so deke has mac (laughs) there at the at the uh, lighthouse and he wants to show him what his team can do so he said so i designed this training run called the gauntlet and he said just watch watch these these guys at work and of course uh, they screw it up, and one of the chain brothers actually shoots the other one in the back. And of course, Olga she sets up an explosive, but it's a live explosive, so it blows right. up. And Mac, goes, what are you doing using live explosives? <laughs> and of course, Mac is saying, so much you know, more effective. right." And Mac's sitting there thinking, "You know, I've seen enough. Is that you know, these, these people aren't shield agents. Is that they're basically losers? Uh, and you're, you're following your same pattern where you're surrounding yourself with sycophants, which I thought was kind of mean." <laughs> And, of course, yeah. now this is, again, also what I liked is Deke stood up for him. He said, you know, you can say whatever you want about me, but don't ever talk about my team like that. Right, right. You know, they're doing the best they can, and, you know, they're trying to do some good. Uh, so Max decides he's just going to leave, but Roxy, one of the members of his team, chases him down and said, you know, you shouldn't have treated Deke that way. He said all he's ever talked about is what a great leader and man Mac is. He said, "Well, I'm not seeing it." And he said, "Well, I'm sorry I disappointed you." He said, "Well, you, you're not. I'm not the one you should feel sorry for. It should be your kid." And he well, going, right. my kid." He said, "What she meant was Mac, as a child who was still at that time with his brother." Said, he "Said Deke has been coming to visit them every couple of weeks, giving them school supplies and toys and things, and right. looking after them." He said, "Well, I didn't know he was doing that." Of course. Uh, Right then, one of uh, Sybil's robots show shows up. Okay, take that back. Actually, one of the robots showed up earlier, and again, to me, this was just kind of a throwaway scene, just to show them that the robots were there. Right. When Cricket, uh, the manager, yeah, who uh, had a full uh, full time job, he sold coke, uh, <laughs> which was funny because obviously uh, he worked for the beverage company. Right, which is what Deke thought, but uh, of course, uh, Mac. And said, "I've never seen him drink anything. Right. Mack knew that he was selling drugs, uh, but uh,
1: no, he was really selling drugs.
2: Cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> "I don't follow you with the bottle things. <laughs> so, so anyway, so there he's in his room with a girl, and they hear something outside. So they step outside the room, and another robot's there with a saw blade as an arm. Right. And he's sitting there telling him that, "Can you help me? I'm lost." And the the woman's going oh, you're so cute. <laughs> and of course, uh, Cricket's going, I'm a dumb robot. <laughs> and he said, you should not patronize me and runs the salt through him. And of course, more splattered bullets and everything. That was awesome. Okay, oh, yeah, all over the, uh, little, the girl. Oh, and stuff you want to do when people of
1: Mario.
2: Right. So so anyway, so that robot attacks him. So then, when like I said, when Roxy and Mac are talking, another robot shows up. And of course, Mac, this one has a machine gun. Uh, so Mac grabs Roxy, and they dive off into a, a side uh, room, and the robot goes by him. So uh, she, she's asking, so okay, have you ever, uh, <laughs> I swear it looks like you're sleeping. <laughs> I'm just, I'm listening. Your head's, going, your head's going down an awful lot, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not sleeping. Okay. I'm listening. It's, you sound like me when you say that. No, no. no this is ha-
1: no, 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 no. When you're sleeping, no. and I go, are you sleeping? You sound like a not, drunk. Not from true. Not nap. true. You do. You do. Not you do. True. You sound like.
2: <laughs> okay, so, getting back to the killer bloody well, robot. Well, don't talk about me. Okay, so when I'm just
1: sitting here looking down.
2: Okay, so anyway, so in, in the room while their Mac and Roxy are hiding, he she asked him, so have you branded these robots before? He said, yeah, they killed my parents. And then he kind of, oh, oh, you might as well have like a spotlight on him saying, somehow, someday, somebody's going to pay. <laughs> and she, she's sitting there staring at him going, you mean the robots? I said, yeah, yeah, the robots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. Anyway, so anyway, so in the meantime, this robot who was looking for Mac and them comes across Deke. And uh, right before then, Deke is apologizing to the chains and them saying, man, I'm sorry you had to hear all that. And of course, they're trying to tell Deke that, hey, we don't need Mac. He said, it's all right. He said, no, we really do need him. All right. <laughs> and of course, that's this is when the girl comes running up with blood all over saying that these robots killed Cricket. Well, who would kill Cricket? He's a saint! <laughs> and of course, then the girl gets snatched back behind the wall where you can't see it, and then a whole bunch more blood splatter comes out. And, he, and of course, the robot comes rolling around the corner with the same oh, I'm lost, can you help me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the chains goes, I think it might be a trick. Yeah, I'd say it was it was a trick. Uh, Do you think? So, uh, of course, right? You missed
1: w- my dramatic. Do you think?
2: <laughs> well, that's really good. Here. Thanks, honey. Okay, good. I was going to be an actor. Yes, Like <laughs> you say you just then. Uh, I said find that people that jobs instead. Yeah, and take naps. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so um, Olga decides she's going to take on the road with the Saw Blade, and of course, she gets. Uh, right. Apparently wounded, not killed or anything. Uh, and oh, Deacon, yeah, that's because she's tough. Right, well, she's, she's she's a tough person. Right, well, uh, and she seems to be the first one to jump into a fight. Yeah. Uh, so, and of course, now Deeker, they were preparing to get Sawblade and Mac and Roxy show up and take out the robot. Uh, uh, so yeah. uh, so he uh, apologizes to Deek basically for leaving him defend alone. And he says uh, that you know I'd like to help you guys if you'll let me. So they all smile and it's all kumbaya all around. All right. uh, and in the meantime, they need to finish taking off, taking out the robots. So they get together and they're going to plan what their attack is. And Colson, who's still sitting on his little video cart, said, "You know, I had some ideas, but I'd like to be considered in the planning group. So because I'm feeling a little left out back here, mm-hmm. so he pulls the cart in so he can see him." So he says, okay, he said, I've been trying to figure out why it is that Sybil is interested in the base. And he said, the best I can tell is because she talked about uh, monitoring the time streams. Well, the time stream device, whatever she's using, must be here at the base. I'm not sure where he got that whole idea, even exactly how it got in the base for that matter, but we'll accept what they say well, well, yeah. as, <laughs> well because because we don't have any choice right. we, we have to accept it so anyway so they decided that they're going to use the ga- uh Deeks' gauntlet to mm-hmm. catch the next robot but they're going to make a few modifications uh but basically uh, what all it involves is is to force the robot to lay down an explosive force the robot to back over where the explosive is and blow the explosive okay okay so uh so they do that and uh they gain back over the explosive, and Deke comes out with his little remote control to set off the bomb and uh, says this cool line. I forget what it was. But anyway, so he blows up the robot. And of course, the Changs are saying, Man, that was so badass. But, but the, he blew up. <laughs> Isn't that
1: the robot that he blew up? I mean, like that. Right. It was just a little tiny yeah. little. It looked, like, looked like the, the <laughs> robot had gas. Right. He said
2: it looked like the robot farted. <laughs> <laughs> because all he did was just <laughs> drop it out a little right. bit. Right. Uh, so anyway, so uh, of course, like I said, the, the okay. Chang said that, it was that that whole thing was was badass, and he goes, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so, and of course, in the meantime, <laughs> another robot, which is Sybil, shows up. And of course, Matt gets to lay out his another uh, another piece of metal for the scrap piece. They get to use all their best lines. Yes. Uh, so anyway, so, and she sits there and tells him that, the, you know, when I encountered your Agent Colson before he took me by surprise, but I came prepared this time and, of course, Olga's the first one to step up toward him. She shoots him with a la- laser out of her eye. It just, again, wounds her again. So Olga's having a bad day.
1: Um, but she ain't dead. Nope. Like yeah, the another,
2: n- another, nothing apparently kills her. She's, she's pretty tough. She's taking a saw blade and a laser, and she's fine. Good uh, so anyway, so they pull her to safety, and Max says, okay, I got a plan. But what we're going to need is for you, Deke, I want you to distract her. So Deke comes out with his gun, talk, talking all bad to her, saying how she's gonna, he's going to make her into a user and make her into a spill. Uh, <laughs> um, what's it called? Uh, Sp- uh, uh, something in uh, spell, I forget. The thing
1: from Toy Story.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so basically uh, he goes, and that would probably be bad for you. See and spell? See and spell, yes. Uh, that would be bad for you. So, and of course, while she's looking at Deke, Mac and Roxy are coming up behind it because he tells Roxy to just throw one of those bombs at the robot. Mm -hmm. He goes, "Well, there's no detonator on it to trigger it, so don't worry about it. I'll take care of that." So while Deke's talking to her, she shoots at Deke and again hits him on the side, wounds him. Uh, She throws the the explosive, and Mac shoots it with his shotgun, uh, shotgun axe, and it blows up the robot. Right. Okay, so again, save the day. Robots are down. Sybil's still alive, though, but you know, for that this moment, only, we
1: we've tidied this little area up now. Right,
2: right. So, uh,
1: and 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 in the meantime, oh no, that's we don't know that till later. All right. right go ahead. Okay.
2: So the meantime, okay, so they're all celebrating their first shield victory. Right. Uh, and uh, Mac tells Deke, said, you know, before we do anything else, you and I need to go do something. So they go back to Mac's uncle's house, who's got. Little Mac and, right. and Ruben, his brother, are staying there. Uh, and basically, Max just asking him, so, so how are they, you know, because Deke's been visiting, so how have they been doing? So, you know, it's been hard, you know, they lost their parents, but they're doing pretty well. And uh, he notices that his uncle's got a nicer car that he had and said, it's a nicer car than I remember. And basically, Deke must have got him another car or mm-hmm. said, hey, isn't that strange? Well. <laughs> So said okay, he said. So he, Mac, has a model car he wants to give his younger self, right? And Deke said, Well, let's go ahead and do that. He said, But remember, you're just a friend of mine from the band, and he said, Probably like the harmonica player. He said, oh, hell no. I'm not no harmonica player. Yeah, sex. I'm a sax man all the way. It's <laughs> so, okay, fine. So we'll have to teach you how to play a sax. I said, no, I'm just telling him I'm playing a sax. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I don't need to learn it. And I said, so why do you think it is that Mac wanted so bad to give his younger self that model car? Because he wanted to do it in the beginning. He had it in his satchel bag yes. in the beginning uh, when he visited his mother's grave. And he went by his uncle's house and saw his Maybe uncle. he knew that
1: was going to, wasn't that was it Colson's car?
2: No, well, the the, the model, yeah, yeah. actually, it was kind of like Colson's car, yeah. Maybe
1: that's why, because he wanted them to, uh, when it came time, to, when he'd meet him in the future, he'd know everything about that car, maybe.
2: I don't know. I, know. I, I don't know. I, I kind of took it as a basically for him trying to make sure that his younger self still st- steered toward mechanics, yeah, and a love of cars, because that's basically what he grows mm-hmm. up to be as a as a mechanic. And he doesn't
1: want to skew that. Because it's such a pleasure for him now. Right. And, Maybe and and I not want to. You
2: know, because people, it's already, the timeline's already been screwed up enough. Right. He doesn't want to change that he ends up being a Batman player or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, then that's just a guess. I have no idea why that is. but And anyway.
1: this is where, never mind. We're not going to talk about time. What's up? The, the timelines. It's well, you got just... time? Go ahead. Well, no, well, <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I mean, its it's kind of like that kind of makes you go, okay, now their timeline is totally messed up because his parents are gone he gets ends up getting raised by his
2: um uncle um
1: no, there, there's a lot of, yeah i mean there's, there's there's,
2: there's that's, a, that, that's quite a change for him yeah uh and uh you know of course that it also explains when he talked about this is last that couple episodes before we said where he told yo-yo he said this is not how i wanted you to meet my parents well he literally meant he was going to introduce her to his parents and now he can't do that, of course, because right, they're, they're dead. dead. Now, again, I'm not sure if somewhere along the line things are going to get swapped back to their normal time frame or exactly or, how or, that's going to work once, out.
1: Once they're dead, they're dead and doesn't matter what. At this
2: point. So anyway, so in the meantime, Jim and, uh, they found out where Mac and Deke are. Uh, of course, it's 1983 now because they've been there over a year. Right. So they send the uh, May and Yo-Yo on the Quinjet to go to the lighthouse to get mac and deep and of course uh the whole team's there everything and uh yo-yo's been worried about mac because she's been he's been dealing with his loss of his parents as far as she knows and she was right by himself Mm -hmm. that he shouldn't have to deal with that on his own so he uh you know so they hug and everything and of course uh May sees Coulson and she goes, "Good to see you, Coulson." Basically, noticed, I knew you weren't going. <laughs> yeah. So he says, "So uh, yeah, Gemma said that it was important for us to save your thing on a hard drive because you're our most important asset." I may, I may agree with her. I don't know. <laughs> and he said, "So did she say anything about getting me another body?" He said, "Well, I guess you're just going to have to wait and see about that." He goes, "Well, that was cold, May, even from you." <laughs> uh, so basically that's how the episode ends right. except now you know they talked about the time stream device that they thought was somewhere on the base well apparently that uh one of the little robots well, i think it was the one that the guy originally had made for himself the geek that had the candy box that yeah yeah yeah, over. yeah 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 they basically adapted that and it had found the time stream device which was just a big blue looking box
1: yeah well, uh yeah.
2: and he to took fall it all
1: inside
2: a box, right? Anyway, it so, almost looked like a test the tesseract, except in a round. Sling. And who's to say it might not be or a form of it? Anyway, so they take the he the machine takes the box. out of the lighthouse and is going the long <laughs> we We're sitting there laughing because it looked like a couple times like it was ready to fall over. <laughs> yeah, and of course, it was going over <laughs> the most rough ground it could find <laughs> and it was going down the stairs. It was never five, dizzy <laughs> So anyway, so it ends up taking it to Moloch, Nathaniel right. Malik, which is just as we assumed the collapsing ceiling didn't kill it. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, he's been... And he years. has powers. Now, do we know that for a
1: fact still? I would think he has powers. He's probably learned how to control him uh, in about a year. Well I, see, I,
2: well, I see. I didn't know if that was a temporary thing because he never got to finish his, his experiments.
1: Can't help you.
2: But we have, So we don't know for a fact if he does or doesn't have powers at this point. No. All we know is that it's been six years since roof collapsed on him, so naturally he healed from that. Maybe he thinks that
1: Tesseract thing's going to help j- judge up his power. Right,
2: so, and basically Sybil now, and Sybil's I don't there know what with that him. Is.
1: what do they call that thing? What's that? The, the Tesseract looking thing.
2: The ball. The
1: round ball. What was it called?
2: That was just one of the the glowing Stones. Ba- the gl-
1: no, the glowing ball that the robot took back to them. Oh, it's just a time stream device. Never What's mind that? time stream device. Sorry. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's okay. Anyway, so we don't even know what it really is. And actually, why it was in the lighthouse, for that matter. I'm not sure exactly yeah. how that came about. And
1: how did they find it? Yeah, all right, let's move
2: on. Uh Well, actually, I take it back. I guess it could have been in the lighthouse, because basically, she was in the lighthouse in 76, when it blew, When he blew them. Who was? The whole, the corner were, remember, they were all, uh, the ship was yeah. underneath the lighthouse. Yeah, so yeah. basically, it was in the same building, just for whatever reason. Uh That thing survived when everything else got blown to Kingdom Come. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so uh, it brings it to Malik and Sybil tells him, and like I said, Sybil's there just like colson with it on the television screen. Right. Uh, and tells him that this will help both of our plans work out, and that uh, we're going to make a great pair. Last time she said that to a guy, he got drilled. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, uh, drilled, then that doesn't mean that she asked him a lot of questions. Right. That they took a drill and put it in. Right.
2: Chest. So if I'm a Malik, I should you should be a little concerned it about kind of that. So anyway, so that's where the episode ended. Like I said it was. Like I said it was a different kind of episode. It was. Uh, I said, and and we talked about this, and I still think it's a fact. So it wasn't necessarily one of my favorite episodes. No. I said it was fun. It was, uh, like I said, and and fitting the whole time travel scheme. You know, it made sense. But if someone were to ask me, okay, which episode? I've never seen Agents of Shoe. What episodes should I watch? I wouldn't tell them to watch that. that one. It would be this well, one. Well, that because
1: that it wasn't all in. It, it certainly wasn't encompassing of what it was going on with them in a bigger picture.
2: Right. I mean, like I said it, it, just it for was, a few small was, things. It, was it really, really it wasn't. Re,
1: yeah, it
2: was really it was more, more just, of uh, just, just like some like fun times. The the to to the the right. It was a fun little thing, and it was,
1: it was fun. Right. I, I enjoyed a lot of all the references.
2: Right, you know, That's so between, sure. you know, Short Circuit, and, yeah. uh, all that stuff. So, so Rider. if you take it like that, it was fine. But to me, it wasn't the best of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, right. it Maybe was hokey. Especially.
1: And it was hokey because it was just like hokey's 80s action TV show. Right, and
2: see, and that was the thing. So if you were to watch that and someone, I would tell you to watch this, this is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., all you would think is, man, their dialogue is really stupid. Was, if you didn't well, understand or, what the and was or, going on, and,
1: yeah, and or you would say, "This is going on now,"
2: right? And, this is
1: this is a current episode,
2: right? And of course, they would also would say, that, "You know, special effects are kind of weak, aren't they?" Said, <laughs> so, "No, well, during the eighties, they were they were great, but uh, right now, yeah." And I assume it was done that way on purpose. I'm pretty much well. Sure. I'm
1: sure it was. It was. It was absolute. Even, I mean, everything was an homage to the 80s in that right and,
0: which is the, uh,
1: the, the hokey way people dressed i mean the songs
2: right uh the like, eyeliner yeah yeah and yeah was it was all it was, uh, all it
1: was all i am in the 80s uh deal with it
2: right it said <laughs> now and speaking of which you know
1: and they're you know, trying to also fit in where they are so uh,
2: the whole uh you know
1: but here's the here's the thing about the whole the, the, here's the thing about Deke and Mac played their parts so perfectly. You're talking
2: about polar opposites of people. Are yeah, they right? I mean, they play,
1: they play their parts so perfectly. And and because this is deke telling the story it is so blown out of proportion as far but as that's why
2: you know we thought they would go another go at the other out the part of the other part of the episode we oh and that's another
1: it. reason why i was really excited we got our we got what's that we got our swag because <laughs> because, of, because of deke deke says we've got swag
2: Oh, yes, yes, cozies. Coozies. <laughs> yeah. uh, get you anything you want. Right. Okay. Hey, hey. So we do not have a cologne. <laughs> it's called
1: the, the, the Smell of Defeat.
2: <laughs> I don't think that's what it's called. Anyway, no, not that it matters. <laughs> okay, so, uh, and again, I said, you know, the whole splatter thing. Oh! What? Yeah, go ahead, okay. splatter. No, the whole splatter thing, of course in season four they had made mention of the movie chopping Mall. right uh yo-yo and mac had discussed it when they were talking about robot movies right uh and then in the framework apparently uh mac and his daughter hope it was one of her favorites she wanted to watch it all the time right so it's not like they've never talked about this movie uh so anyway this this last episode the people created uh Chopping mall, it seemed like they were a little upset because they thought they were copying their movie. I, said, no, we're not cop- I mean, we talked about your movie in the past. This is just another homage, basically, to your movie. We're, we're basically telling you we liked your movie, even though it was silly and for that time of year. But uh, I'm not yeah, sure. It was if that was a serious production right. and, you and I, were making fun of it. Yeah, you know, and, and which is funny, like I said, when you, you know, the whole episode is a whole specially special effect, all I kept thinking it was like Adam Goldberg from the Goldbergs, where he's doing his little film. Right. So 1980 something right <laughs> uh but anyway so i'm not understanding for sure exactly why they were mad i mean if nothing else it might make people want to watch their film oh, again. yeah true
0: I
1: and mean, so but you want to know what, what? Crime me river right <laughs> you know it's just, just talked about your thing for
2: right until 30 years and when they did it uh the season four thing they talked about it they were all happy about them bringing up their movie yeah. uh so i'm not sure what the difference would be uh-huh. but anyway okay so as far as performer of the week for this week it, it has to be jeff ward oh absolutely all uh, right uh, because uh because he 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 was the uh he was pretty much the centerpiece of the yeah. thing uh with him and mac but uh mac was more mac and <laughs> besides mac he won it last week so i, I share the wealth dude okay yeah. so uh and you can tell jeff ward had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Because, because he could act just as about as goofy as he wanted right. to. Right.
2: And, and, of course, if you ever see him in a QA, and a he's goofy anyway. So, uh, uh, that was right up his alley. Yeah. Said, uh, and he did a great job with that. Um, so, basically, where we're at now. Uh, I'm assuming we're going to get back to the serious business of the chronicon. Well, you know,
1: obviously, because at the end of the, this episode, they discussed um, uh, they the uh, um, Malik's uh, son got um, a hold of the Tesseract thing. What the time stream? time stream. Time stream. They it. got hold of
2: the time stream device, which, which uh, is
1: bad. Because why did he? How did he get? Okay, this is what I'm asking you. Okay, what, ask me. See, somehow or another, maybe that's where Fitz is. Fitz is. Fitz has that time stream device.
2: Well, he's got, they got some way where they're able to watch the chronocombs without the chronocombs knowing they're watching Right,
1: them. and I'm wondering if maybe this whole thing happened for a reason. Right now, because Sybil got the time stream device, and
2: of course she had it before. So now I she know, got but it now again. she
1: lost it. Now I'm wondering if she ends up getting it. Now she's got it back. Now does somehow did they travel in time to get it back from her? I don't, and that, I thought, yeah, I and, and the only reason we would know, and is that why they went to 1982? Is that why did that? Did they have to drop them off there for a reason? Well, I, I, well, I know I, that, I, has I feel, that has to, that
2: has to be the case. I mean, they don't generally go to a time period for no reason. Usually, there's a reason. Yeah, for they were it. only
1: there for a second, and was it that only reason they were well, there say, for a second said, was so well, they could well, drop off Deacon on um, right,
2: which makes you wonder where the Zephyr went right after they dropped them off. Did they go do something else? Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, we didn't find out because they didn't okay. say. Uh, but uh, oh, that so, in, was right. So, in the meantime, like I said, so again, we still, Yo Yo still has her problems. She still can't access her powers. May still got her problems. So, to me, it sounds like she's kind of loosening up some.
1: Maybe. Uh,
2: but uh, we do know from the preview of next week that Dixie's mother, Jang, is involved. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, she's maybe going to be able to help yo-yo with her issues uh now we don't know exactly where Jing is isn't you know because she got a little crazy toward the in there in the regular time frame if this was before then or after then um i would think
1: that this was before uh shield went there right later yeah
2: yeah i'm assuming but uh and uh, and of course as you said we still got no fits uh and we're running out of time. And you know
1: what? I'm starting to not care.
2: Oh, okay. he's just exceeded your... No,
1: this, this is I'm doing this as a trick. Because if <laughs> I pretend like I don't care, then they'll have to bring him back because it's like, well, now they don't care. So... Because uh, everybody's wondering about what I
0: think. <laughs> well, I knew
1: it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it all along. I don't care about
2: Fitz now. So that meant... He naturally- makes no difference to me. So that will naturally make him reappear. Yes. <laughs> because it no longer matters. It doesn't
1: matter to me anymore. I don't care.
2: So we're trying to reverse psychology. Already. That's
1: correct. <laughs> I could care less where he is. As a matter of fact,
2: <laughs> we expected to The
1: two. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. Well,
2: another Bravo! Bravo! Thank you. Thank you.
1: Bravo. Oscars for all of it. <laughs> I mean, Emmys. It's a TV show. Yeah.
2: So, okay. So anyway, so that is episode seven, the excellent, the totally excellent adventure of Mac and the D. Yep. Uh, and we got up next is called After Before. <laughs> uh, which was, Ooh, that, after before. Yeah, that, that's a really clever that's one.
1: That's cool. You but know what the, that means, don't you? We're going to go back to a place we've already been once.
2: Which after would, before. Right. Which would be exactly where going to Cheyenne would be. We've been there before. After <laughs> before. Right.
1: You remember when after we, before we went there?
2: Yeah, that's kind of it's
1: kind of confusing. You know what I'm feeling? What are you feeling? Feeling a lot of happiness about that.
2: Why? Just thinking about it. Then? Yes. So. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so uh, until our next episode, I'm Martin.
1: And I'm Kathy. You sure? I don't know. i was I try thinking to get... about that. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Again.
2: Okay. So in the meantime, I'm Martin. And I'm Kathy. And we'll see you again on another episode of Martin and Kathy's Coffee Co- Binge. Bye. Coffee
1: Bench. It's been our pleasure to present to you GVN's Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. We'll see you next time.